It's the Dynasty Time podcast. Out here with Dan. Yep. Welcome. Uh, Welcome to the show, everybody. And we have a lot of people here uh, for this week's podcast. <laughs> All right. So the playoffs happened this week, and we have some of the winners, some of the losers, and uh, we will do our uh, our playoff seating selection because uh, Paul King is here. Let's introduce Paul first uh, from Primetime the number one seed now. Uh, welcome. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, I was the number three seed. I'm now the number one seed because uh, the one and two seeds didn't show up. I oh. did, though. I did. Wow. Uh, who was the number one seed? That was Bobby. Oh, Bobby. Bobby Wells is here. Mr. Wells is in the house. Hello. <laughs> representing with the tigers i figured uh i figured it's best to you know start showing up for these um after my season's you know done so uh how did it feel Um, on sunday as you saw your playoff and championship dreams slip away once again um it was completely expected (laughs) so not, not a huge uh loss to anybody um good good uh Good game to the Misfits. I did appreciate um, them and Baker, uh, you know, making it not close at the end, you know, just a little less heartbreak uh, that way. Um, you know, this happens every year seemingly to Bobby FC. We're used to it. Um, I'd just like to, uh, you know, point out um, that I'm like within three or four games of uh, Brian's all-time wins record now, and that's really what matters. So <laughs> that's a good point. That's the important part. Uh, one question I had for you was, were you going to pick Logan if uh, if you had the choice last week? Would you have picked NWO? Um, I think I was looking at what, 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 which were the choices again? It was it was like Ultimate Warriors. W- Green Hell was a choice, oh. but specifically yeah. NWO. I- no, I don't think so. I don't remember. I think it was Green Hell. I was I would have looked at. Um, no offense to Laverty, but yeah, no, it's it's fine. Whoever, it's not your fault. It's not your fault that I slept through the uh, meeting and would have lost to anybody I played anyways. So. That was really <laughs> my point. Is NWO was the was one of two teams you would have beaten, and you weren't going to pick squats. I don't think so. Logan, how did it feel to uh, shit the bed like Bobby? You know, I don't like to look at it in terms of wins and losses. I think it's really about just the chance to get together with all of you each week. I enjoy your company, the banter, the back and forth. And so this is really what I like I'm here for anyway. So I don't really care. I'll be honest. I'm really surprised, though, that Carrion Johnson, Tyler Johnson and Zach Moss weren't able to lead me to the promised land this year. I really thought that was the winning combination for me, but um, you know, credit uh, credit to Craig. He called me out. I took the bait, and uh, now I must uh, sit here and uh, take the beating that I uh, that I deserve after after that showing. So, and that's, that's the, the worst part. The wor- what's worse than Craig losing? I'm sorry, winning, beating the one seed basically is or one of the whatever top two seeds is that he put on basically an embarrassing uh 
spiel last week to try to get you to pick him and it worked and then he slaughtered you. I mean, that just, but here, here's the, love the deal. Of God. And now he's not even here. Like the one time he can actually show up and be like, screw all of you. What, what is What is he in bed? Like, what is he doing? Yeah, what, what could he possibly be doing right now? Greg, I think the thing is, here. and I, and I, and I talked about this afterwards. Once he called me out, I had no choice. Either he then beats me and we can now hate each other forever. And that's perfect um, because we need rivalries. Or I beat him after he ran his mouth and I used to be super obnoxious forever. So either way, it's a win-win. Um, and so I hope, uh, I hope whoever he plays next um, puts him in his place and ends the nonsense right about now. So that's the goal. I got to see who that is. That's my question I don't, now. I don't blame you for picking him. Just like, and I know you didn't probably look at his roster that close. He was more of a no, shut the hell no up. Clue. I'm going to beat you. But when you look at the team, like, yeah, I get it. The one question, the one big issue is Derek Henry. Well, and honestly, I was like. the best player, fantasy player in the league, probably. Let's, he is the best fantasy playoff player over the past three or four years. He just dominates. Had I actually looked at his lineup at all, I definitely would have not picked him. Yeah. So uh, lack of research didn't help the situation either. So here we go. That's all right. Ouch. Um, just to clarify for Bobby here, you have surpassed Blue 32 on winning percentage. Nice. So congratulations there. <laughs> just to, just I'll to take a cherry I'll on there. What's the number of wins he's still got me by? I, I was trying to find me. that. Uh, oh, here we go. Wins all. Well, you have the most regular season wins. 113 okay. to 112. So you've taken them down. All nice. wins, you're down by four. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, those, those, he, he gets those uh, playoff wins and I don't over here. <laughs> that's right. And Brian's won the league twice and Bobby's won the league once. Once. You're okay. number one. Uh, we were we were a good rivalry those first two years. We played sure. we won the championship both years. I won the first year. Brian won the second year. And since then, he's won at least one more. I think. Yeah. Yeah. He won two in a row. But since then, yeah. nothing. Uh, mm. Yeah. Um, moving on. I mean, we're not going to go through every game here because we just have too much fun to go through. But Ultimate Warriors is here as well. Uh, Mr. Rossman, with the high score of the week, thinks that he's going to get paid for it, which is I not a like, thing. I'd like my $10 and via Venmo, preferably. <laughs> not a thing this year, but okay. Uh, but a huge win. Uh, even with someone not playing. Noah Font? Fant? Fant? So he, he played. He started. He got sick. He got a tummy ache. And he had to uh, <laughs> bow out. Non-COVID related? Yeah. That doesn't seem right. Did did he have cramps like Lamar apparently had? Like those that, that type of sick? Yeah. That's what it sounds like. What's up, guys? Good mud butt. Luke Tyne is here. Um, How are we doing? Yeah. You took down Bobby FC. Congratulations on that. That was uh, thrilling. What was your how were you feeling going into Monday night? Baker Mayfield needed like four um, points. When Sounds like have, things were going well. Well, for the first half was having to watch Baker Mayfield play football and cheer for the Browns was definitely difficult. <laughs> I will give you that. 
I was honestly, I was texting Logan the whole time. He was up like 1.2. And I'm like, dude, I just need point, point 0.8 more points because you know he's about to throw an interception. So then he got up to like, he got up to like 3.1 and then he threw his pick. So I'm like, okay, I need him to get like, get up again. So he can just keep above two. Cause I knew he was going to just keep doing that shit, but Hey, he pulled through in the end there and game flow went in my favor, but I was oh, happy. Wow. And Logan has a Baker <laughs> Mayfield Jersey, which is a wow. thing who has yeah. a Baker Mayfield Browns Jersey. Like what? <laughs> He wore it to a previous podcast, and I that's right. Questioned him, and I, I still don't understand. Oh, my support he, for the fam. Yep. He, he kind of like fits like Logan's like I don't give a fuck personality though. <laughs> so from that standpoint, it makes sense. Like not in a bad way. I actually like Baker Mayfield's commercials and shit. Uh, those that's those are some. I mean, he's like you know on his way to Peyton Manning someday, maybe from the commercial. Did you guys? Standpoint. So five, two oh, of his last five games, two of his last five games, he's got 4.6 and 5.2. So being up three was not like something I was like super, I mean, down three wasn't something I was like super confident about at first, but yeah, especially with these crazy quarterback rules. Well, and then all day too, the weather was supposed to be like, they had like 25 mile winds and I'm like, what is going on? Like, what do you know? They're going to hand the ball off every play, but worked out. Yeah, and as I said, thanks for making it to Baker for making it not close. So that we'll be in yeah. and like you know, second half, I was like, okay, good, I'm done. That's nice, thank you. <laughs> Figured Bobby had a chance with Darren Waller going off, but then, oof, the rest of I that mean, did not go well. <laughs> I watched yeah. all day, all day Sunday. Um, you had one with Tim Patrick where Fumagalli caught it, it marked it a touchdown, and I'm like, okay, thank God it's not Patrick. And then they reviewed it. They got the ball back at the one. They threw it to Patrick for a touchdown. I'm just like, here we go. Here we go. Actually, <laughs> even better, I benched Patrick um, right before the game in favor oh, I didn't of Cole look. Beasley. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, it only cost me about four or five points. It didn't matter. But it was one of those yeah. things where I was like, okay, I thought he was I ref- Yeah, no, he was until like five minutes before the game. So, <laughs> yeah. so sorry, you had to watch the fucking Broncos <laughs> <laughs> for no reason. Whoops. <laughs> I forget, I forget <laughs> Luke, when you, Luke, Luke was the one who actually put some thought into his, um, you know, what are, what are we calling this, this, the, this don't, the don't pick me speeches last week. Yeah. Uh, I remember he called out somebody named Kiki Kuti who scored eight points. So screw that. But did you call out David Montgomery? Cause I don't think anybody would have had David Montgomery a few weeks or eight weeks ago scoring 26 points in the first round of the playoffs this year. Well, I, I, I did mention him because he was, you know, he was a seventh rate running back going into the week. Texans defense is obviously terrible, but his, his last three weeks has been 26, 28, 26. So one of those against he's, the lions. So doesn't lions, really count, well, but. one of them was against the Packers. Packers another another offer. Yeah. Terrible run defense. But I mean, without cone there, he's, he's getting six targets a game, uh, six, four, four, which, He's catching the ball and you know he's getting upward of 10 carries. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, no, I didn't expect this. Yeah, he's, he's got, got the the flaming pile of dog shit that are the Vikings this week. Yeah, so fucking so Packers in this one. NFC North. Like, god damn it. <laughs> so lucky. Um so Misfits beats Bobby. CR Pies beats NWO. Uh primetime takes down Green Hell, who pulled together a 
decent showing. Green Hell at one point I thought was going to have like 60 points. Uh, Warriors destroys Birds of Prey. And I mean, Squats' team doesn't look good on paper, but 78 points, that that hurts. Uh, but really the story of the week was Blue 32 taking down Sea City Boston by 0.28. What a game. We were all sweating it. Kaiser Bowl. <laughs> it was pretty Big exciting. Um, <laughs> he, he had 24 and a half points um, from the Rams defense. So I, I go love defenses. Uh, had Crowder in there about two minutes before game time. They said he was going to be a decoy. And Blue 32 had him in his lineup. I was like, ugh. Oh. <laughs> he survived. The 1.7 was the difference. Uh-oh. We're getting echoes. I think Paul's in twice now. What the heck? <laughs> He'll figure I mean, that at out. What, at, what point, at, what, at what point do we need to actually post this when we're all just here anyway? <laughs> well, that was, I didn't realize people were actually going to join. I thought it was going to be like prime time and us, but here we are. The rest of the Pizer family can listen tomorrow. We're already doing it. That's right. All right. Should we get yeah, Paul's in here twice and it's freaking me out because his, his, <laughs> what he actually looks like is not what he looks like in this picture. And it's like, I, am I being catfished right now? Like, I am a little, he's gone. Uh, you know. And now he's on mute. He's talking to me, but I can't hear him. He looks like he's in a library with a ladder. Are you, where are you? Is that, are you in an apartment or is that a library? I'm in a, a library. I'm just, I broke in. and I'm in a You're just in the law library, just studying your ass off. This is my apartment. It's, it's real. It's a real place. Dan, you know how to make good radio. Um, should this is we... radio, Scott. <laughs> Ruben. This is radio. Okay. Prime time. As because Bobby FC lost as the number one seed, that means that the number oh, and then that would go to the number two seed who lost. Don't forget, Logan lost. Logan lost pretty handily, too. 95 points. That's it. So, the number three seed in the playoffs will get to choose, and that is prime time. So can't really hear you i don't know if you said something uh oh oh so primetime's internet sucks so it goes to number four no 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 no, no. <laughs> oh there he is there he is i like this game <laughs> all right so primetime gets to pick between the number five seed misfits six seed cr pies and the seven seed ultimate warriors and I think this is the moment of truth. Does anybody have any advice for Paul before he makes his selection? And he's frozen again, so we'll give him a second here. Matt, I'll tell you who he's not going to pick. He ain't going to pick against – he's not going to want to play Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson. And he's not he, going to want to play Derrick Henry. Or does he just go after him? Sure, you got to beat him eventually, right? Right. I mean, the library has bad reception. Yeah, he's thinking over there. He's thinking. This is hard. where we get an ad read. Oh, there he is. This. That's okay. right. This week's what? podcast sponsored by. I think you should leave on Netflix. Watch it. It's a great show. Let, let me explain 
I've been, I was on my phone, my phone's at like under 10%. So I switched to my mm -hmm. computer, which then decided on its own to connect to my phone for internet instead of the actual good internet. So then I closed out of the computer. I'm now back on my phone and it works. Cool story, Hansel. It is a cool story. You can so, edit that out, right? Can I pick now? Uh, yeah, it is huh? time for uh, Rossman or uh, Tyne Luke. Uh, any any words before Primetime makes their selection here? Do you uh, want them to pick you? Do you not? Honestly, at this point, it doesn't really matter. I don't have I don't have much. I don't have a write up like last week. Um, I know it's my teams is score one hundred and twenty five or above or score sixty. So it's. I think you should play. Craig. Roll the dice. Just go I should play Craig. Craig. Let Luke and I battle it out, and then we'll meet you. One of us will meet you next week. Well, there you go. Okay. Well, let me let me tell you guys what I think. Um, I don't want to play Ultimate Warriors. I'm very uh, afraid of Aaron Rodgers and even Lamar Jackson when he's not pooping. He's he's good. Um, he's dangerous. So I'm not playing Ultimate Warriors. And then as far as Craig or uh, the Misfits, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to avoid Derrick Henry. I'm going to play the Misfits. Um, Derrick Henry's a monster, and uh, I'm going to put off playing him hopefully forever. So um, I'll take my chances with Baker Mayfield and hope that I get the bad Baker Mayfield. Everything went right, and they got 129. So I think I can hopefully beat that so i mean matt uh, ryan did matt ryan did get me a solid five again mm. and he is the atlanta falcons red zone offense right now is 31st in the league at 41 percent the last three games how do you do that with kelvin ridley julio jones all these guys it's unreal so hopefully he's due yeah hopefully maybe this is the week that they score 40 <laughs> points and maybe Devonte Adams keeps going off. Um, but maybe not. I don't know. All the teams are good now. So uh, it's, it's just going to have to, someone's going to have to win. No. I, 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 Paul scored think, 120, uh, Paul scored 126 points and would have lost the misfits last week. I'm just going to throw that out there. Well, realistically, it's the right call. You got the Ravens, you got Lamar Jackson against the Jaguars. Like, Yes. Um, who do the the Titans have? The Lions. Derek Henry. The Lions going to destroy him. And you have Aaron Rodgers against the Panthers secondary. Like it, if he, I would probably make the same call as he did because three of the best fantasy players in the league. I mean, NFL players in the league right now are got cake matchups. So makes I mean, sense. I told Rossman yesterday. I think, like, I don't think we give him enough credit for how good his team is right now. <laughs> With those two quarterbacks, they're, they're Diggs and the Hopkins, right DeAndre Swift is all of a sudden getting the ball. I mean, I'd like to say that I drafted with the playoffs in mind and those matchups in mind, uh, but that's that's not the case. Hopefully, Noah Fant decides to play, or you got Kyle Rudolph on your bench, so big decision <laughs> there. I mean, How is he is still there... on your team? <laughs> Did he play? He missed last week. He had, he had like oh, he had one week. week before. Yeah, yeah, not bad. 
is Derrick Henry really playing the Lions next week? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I don't think they should play. That's going to be lion? just a murder. I mean, that's like the, yeah. like the circus animal. <laughs> great, great reference. Um, yeah. So there you go. Primetime will play the Misfits. CR Pies takes on Ultimate Warriors. This is fun. I like it. Luke, do you need me to bring this jersey up north this weekend? Do you want to wear this on Sunday? I I want to win, but I will not put that jersey on. I probably I have an Avante jersey. I, I have an Avante jersey. That'll do. You could put the Mayfield jersey underneath the Devante jersey. Just saying. Uh, well, there you go. In the consolation, don't forget about that. Uh, Brian plays Dan, and Jutang take on Jutang Clan. Twenty-five bucks up for grabs. It's exciting. I mean, I really just want a rematch of the Jubal. Please don't so, call it that. But okay, that's what it is. It's a thing. <laughs> we spoke it into existence. Bobby knows. Sure. Let's let's just move on. Uh, yeah. Well, there you go. I think everybody's here. We don't need to extend the podcast too much longer. Uh, one thing to keep in mind for the whole league is Logan falls asleep over there. Uh, 2021 reset is going to happen. And so we still have rules to decide and keeper keeper rules specifically uh, getting rid of that first down thing, you know, um, now that we have Bobby on the line, though, how do you think the Superflex has gone this year? Do you like it? Do you not? I'm just curious. Yeah, it's and, gone actually pretty much how I thought it was going to, which is you really should not invest in early quarterbacks. You should grab some late quarterbacks and expect 14 points from them every week, which is exactly what I did. So, yeah. Cool. I would just like to advocate for everyone to go and get their magic shot here over the summer so we can do destination draft in vegas thank you yeah i hope we don't have any anti-vaxxers in this league (laughs) oh we're gonna trust the government (laughs) vegas would be great for uh paul out in arizona so that'd be easy for him Um, but yeah i'm excited 2021 will be good but some rules to decide i think uh first down rule will go away We'll see. Um, we might adjust some of the QB scoring. I don't know. Yeah, it's worked out mind, pretty well. I wouldn't mind talking about this tight end rule either. Oh, geez. <laughs> yes, Luke. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. The tight end rule is, a, is ridiculous. That needs oh. to be changed. Oh, don't, yeah. don't you take away my tight end. <laughs> two new guys. Don't you take away my tight end. <laughs> I've been <laughs> saying this for years, guys. I've just been waiting for you guys. I've been saying this for years. <laughs> Wait, are we talking about? Is this the thing where for some stupid reason tight ends get extra points for catches? Yeah. Is that uh, that? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. really dumb. We shouldn't do that anymore. <laughs> Look, man. I, if you guys don't want to pick Darren Waller in the fifth round, that's your fucking problem. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the whole point is to make tight ends a part of the league. That's it. And boy, are they until they get hurt like George Kittle screw you uh we can talk about that as well luke don't worry uh, thank you a- anything else uh dan i think next year we should consider <laughs> changing the uh payouts too 
I'm in favor oh, of less Jesus. chaos. Oh man. Also, we probably need to talk about the IR thing. <laughs> <laughs> back it up less payouts i don't know what that means so like i i mean like just talk like more comes to the commissioner well, what's that more comes to the commissioner for no, 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 all, the, all the hard work that he puts definitely, into it definitely not i would say top three payouts and maybe highest points in the regular season but so I'm, if you guys don't want to do that I don't what care. are the payouts we already year? decided on the payouts for next year actually uh well for this we year. had yeah, no, we did it for going forward. That was that was one of our conversations that we had on one of the league meetings. But you know, everything's negotiable. I guess. Wait, except that, except that, uh, tight end site? scoring when I bring it up. Oh. But now that we have three new owners that don't like it, let's. You know. I mean, yeah, right now it's uh, first, second, third, and then regular season first, second, third. So we can talk about it, but I, Wait, I like it. I like the way you say it is. everything is negotiable though. Well, not the tight end rule, but everything else. Thank you. <laughs> Including what site we use. Well, that's absolutely oh, not negotiable. Hey, I, I was against the site it. to start the year. I, I wasn't a big fan of it. I'm, I'm liking it now. I'm used to it. I like it. Yeah, I do think go. it's really hard. It's hard to find players. Like when you want to pick somebody up, there, I feel like there's like four extra steps to just look at the list of available players. I find it difficult. I don't think there's extra steps. It's just you got to know what to look for. Yeah. The only extra step is that you can't see what a player did last week on the ad drop page like you can on the other sites. So you have to go Mm, to the actual reports tab or use a different site to find how a player did. Like, you know, because we have a deep league. So sometimes they're like, well, shit, did that guy even play last week? And that window you can't. Yeah, in that window you can't. But the site's non-negotiable. We do way too much customization. But in yeah, all yeah. seriousness, what's the what we need to discuss is does anybody want to have any keeper rule changes? We would like keeper rules. Um, and then what's the other big one that I'm forgetting, Scott? There's something else that we're supposed to be talking about. Kickers, yeah. we want them back. <laughs> <laughs> Not after last Sunday. <laughs> uh, uh, IDP. That's another one. Um and then IR, I don't know why we, we don't have an IR spot. <laughs> I mean, it all goes back to we have 14 teams yeah, and we, didn't just, want, we yeah. wanted the waiver wire to be as good as we possibly could make it. I definitely was one of those people who would, would have liked an IR back in the day because I stash running backs like it's nobody's business. But That's true. Everybody has been right about the fact that there's very little talent on a waiver wire if you do that. So yeah, I, I think that the the question is is like the waiver wire is the fourteen team league is going to suck anyway. Like the difference between a couple extra people on IR that doesn't like totally destroy your season over a, like one cup injury out yeah. for a couple of weeks. I think the question is is it more important that the waiver wire is good or that you can keep your team and like plan and try to build it. I don't know. I mean, I would have really loved to throw McCaffrey in an IR spot and this not have to start Tyler Johnson. You could have, I wouldn't have noticed. I stopped paying attention. So. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I actually agree that we should have an IR, but also we made it, we wanted to make it a point that the, the waiver wire bidding process was like a thing every week. That was why we decided on that five, six, seven years ago 
or when we kind of reaffirmed it that, you know, however many years ago, but yeah, after a year like this, you're like, holy shit, it would have been nice. My one thing on the IR is I'm in a Yahoo league. You can only put a guy in the Yahoo league on IR if he has an O next to his name, which sucks because we've known maybe not the last couple weeks with McCaffrey, but we've known he's been out yet. He switches to doubtful. He's switched to doubtful many times, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, even though the coach has already said he's going to be sitting out, they still have him as yeah. a D and you can't put him on your IR or if you, t- you can't make any transactions if he's still on your IR. So yeah. we would have to like figure that out, which I'm sure we could, but that becomes subjective. Does the guy who's questionable get to go on your IR? Well, I think, but there's nothing wrong. Like to me, then like that just becomes a manager to figure out how you want to like yeah. navigate it. I think it's just a little different when you know this guy is going to be out for yeah. four weeks and you're right. just kind of stuck. And we, I mean, we, we had multiple guys looking at the bidding right now, the summaries. We had multiple guys not even spend any money on FOB anyways this year. So we had four guys who had over $198 still left in their account. Was one of them Brian? Blue 32? Uh, he doesn't know how to bid. There's no way. No, yeah. He, he, got he doesn't bid. count. <laughs> I actually uh, think uh, this, this league is in some ways less competitive than like my Yahoo 12 team league for the waiver wire. So. Uh, I mean, there's a few of zero, but there's also still quite a bit who people who haven't touched it. So I didn't use any of my waiver money. Uh. <laughs> That's because you didn't need to, Bobby. I know. <laughs> um, uh-huh. I thought of the other thing. So, so the the true major things we need to talk about before we move on to all this other small stuff is keeper rules and off season trades. Oh, Those are the yeah. two biggest things that would change the shape of the league entirely. And as much as I hate to agree with Logan, I'm starting to come around on it because as Logan now knows in my fantasy basketball league, Luke as well, Scott's been in for a couple of years. The off season is so freaking fun because we have multiple things going on between rookie draft and we do an off season auction, et cetera. I think the trades in the off season could be super fun and kind of rejuvenate things a little bit. But then I also want to think about our keeper rules in relation to that and see if we may or may not want to tweak anything with how long you can keep players or develop no player keeper rules, et cetera. Are we still recording a podcast? Yes, we are. So we're going (laughs) to, no, that's good because not everyone's here. Uh, No, I like the off season trade idea to definitely bring it up. As an example, like Logan was texting us or somebody or he's on the Slack or something Um, like his draft day there were trades up until like draft time uh, because keepers weren't due until like 3 p.m. on draft day. And then, yeah, so there's just action. Well, it just opens it up. If you have like keeper options and you want to make some moves, you can trade draft picks and players until an hour before the draft and then it all locks in. So the week leading up to the draft is bonkers of people making moves and trying to get keepers and get picks and do things like that, which makes it, which again it it makes the draft a little less good right because some of those keepers end up on teams instead of in the draft but okay so four or five players aren't in the draft is that gonna make it that much less fun i don't know i know we like the draft to be good so yeah but it's a a tough balance i think the contingent who was the most vocal about the draft gone is mostly gone and i don't know like i would want to ask you know bobby if you have any thoughts lance if he is going to still be in the league going forward. Um, 
if anybody has a strong opinion on that. I mean, I know Brian once upon a time did have a strong opinion about not being able to trade draft picks, but again, is he still in the league? We don't know. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, Bobby, since you're one of the original guys, what, what's your take on that piece, the trading before I, the draft? I don't remember what, what were the reasons why we stopped it? I can't remember. And it wasn't just because like we were worried about it destroying the draft. Um, there were some other like considerations with the keeper rules and whatnot. Um, it wasn't just like we were, I think, worried. I, think the, yeah. I think the biggest challenge that we always face is in like, I'll use like, like we get four keepers in this league, right? Like, yes, I have five solid keepers. My fifth keeper, I'm not going to keep, has no real value to me. So I have an incentive to take anything for it to someone who wants it. And so what it does is someone like, I'll give you a 15th round pick for Christian McCaffrey. It's like, well, that doesn't feel right. Technically I'm making myself better. It's good for both people, like in a purely economic sense, but in practice, it just kind of feels gross. And so how you police that to make sure there's a level of reasonableness to trades is like the hardest part. That's the the biggest downfall in my opinion. But if people that, are reasonable and you have a commissioner who isn't afraid to say that's garbage, no, then 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 it works. If you even need to do that, I mean, I think the market's the market and to a point. And I think the slack makes it easier because before you would have people who just didn't know how to get in touch with each other. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know what, just to chime in on Logan's point, we've, we've always talked about the trade deadline and we moved the trade deadline up, which another minor thing I'd like to push back a couple of weeks. doesn't matter, but I'm actually with the trade rule in the off season, it could actually make tanking during the regular season, even less of an issue because now I have an incentive, say I'm one and six again next year, please God, no, but I could try to tank. I could try to fire sell my team before the week, the trade deadlines before week eight, which is super early, very early, but I could try to sell my whole team there. But if I don't get what I like, I could hold on to my good players, wait until the off season and then trade them then. Um, so it actually gives me another option. and might actually reduce some fire sale mode. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not at all. I don't know. I'm just thinking that. I mean, that's like that, real that life a little bit. Happen. Yeah. I'm in a, I'm in a long-term uh, Yahoo league right now. It's a keeper league. We actually just, after this year, we've been in 10 years now. We're resetting it um, just based off of every year. We're kind of running this thing where we have a 12 team league with, Um, week 10 we got seven guys fully going at it and you got you know almost five guys who just kind of tanked on the season and you're uh, the balance of power in the league is some guys are getting buys by playing guys who have traded their whole teams away Um, one thing we did do to curb that a little bit the last few years we moved the trade deadline up actually um, to where you have to decide by like week five or six um, you know if you're going to sell or buy that ended up helping a little bit but I think if you can just get the right things in place to make sure the the balance of league talent stays decent throughout the year. Um, it's obviously much better for the whole league and as a whole. So. Yeah. It can be a real, to that. Go ahead. a real, uh, sorry, a real challenge because I have a baseball league like that. And unfortunately one of the teams treats the other ones almost like a triple a team where like in mid June, he just takes like three or four of the best players trades them for prospects and then it, it just happens every year and it's like what are we doing here guys because <laughs> he's the, the good player is just going to keep getting prospects every year because he knows who's going to be good in five weeks or whatever and um the bad player is going to keep 
having to reset. So it's something to be careful of when you set this up. And that's where I think the keeper rules plays directly into allowing off-season trades. And we've never limited it before. And we haven't really needed to. And there's a couple examples where you draft that guy late and you get, you know, you, you get a LaShawn McCoy or a Gronk, like Sea City had for his whole career, basically. Um, And then dropped him and then redrafted him. Um, (laughs) But I guess personally, I don't have a problem with that. If that's what happens. Um, I've been, and I brought this up before to the group is expanding the developmental player keeper, adding another one. Um, but then also having limits. So it allows a really crappy team. So say, I'm not trying to pick on Lance, but I guess I am, who's been, had a rough stretch here he's for a few here. years. I don't know, he's not, he won't listen. But, he, you know, he's had a rough stretch here for a few years. He just hasn't been able to rebuild. If he was able to try to stash a couple DPs, maybe you can rebuild. I mean, shit, I actually did it five years ago. Um, and if you don't know, I won two championships out of it. So just saying. Drafted Allen Robinson, turned into multiple draft there picks, drafted Michael Thomas, et cetera, et cetera. I'm, all I'm saying is I don't Mute want people him, to leave. Please. I don't want people to leave the league because their team sucks. And we've had that's happened a lot of times over the last few years where guys trade their shit and they then they, they believe in the league or they suck for multiple years, leave the league. I don't want that anymore. Yeah, but all of this what I'm hearing, you know, a lot of offseason trades plus an extra DP. <laughs> we're definitely getting back into the like yeah the draft isn't gonna matter <laughs> like, <laughs> like dan's gonna have his team for the next five years fucking set by <laughs> but i think we'd limit it He's just planning this but no so i think we would limit it though i think we would limit the amount of years you can actually keep somebody it yeah i mean be, I, uh, yeah. I definitely i i enjoy the draft myself that's something i look forward to and i you know i enjoy having a a fun draft of actual players in it so, I mean, I definitely yeah. would be more in favor of keeping less guys and having, especially if we can get together next year in Vegas or whatever. Um, I think that would make that mu- that much more fun if we're year in and year out actually having a draft. Like what's meaningful. We could do like a, you, maybe you limit the transactions um, prior to the draft to like one per team or something like that. Like give somebody enough flexibility to maybe pick up that one player or like fill in a hole, you know, before the draft. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'd be fine with that. On the other hand, it wouldn't totally deplete the talent in the draft and Dan wouldn't be able to set his team like before, you know, um, like the playoffs of the previous year or even over. <laughs> Which is fair. And I mean, I hear Luke and I hear your point. I personally hate drafts. Okay. I don't like drafts. That's, weird. that's why that's why I'm in this league though. It's literally the reason people do fantasy football. Like the only like reason fantasy football is like possible. deal with it for the rest of the year. No, I know. I know. And I just I much prefer a dynasty league. That's why I'm in the fantasy basketball league where you can keep your entire team year over year. Yeah, it's and really hard to do research because every site is like, here's your draft kit. And I'm like, why well, don't I have a fucking draft in this league? So how am I supposed to know who's good? Yeah. I know. I mean, I get it. I, I just, I, I would be strongly opposed to reducing the number of keepers in the, the current setup that we have. Cause I, that's the, my favorite part about the league is different types of keepers and at least being able to have a few guys really, we can only keep two guys multiple years. So at least you could maybe find a diamond in the rough. Like again, I found Michael Thomas and he was good for me for three years. That was fun. That was actually, and now what happened? I suck. So it, it cycles over and we have new teams that are good now. 
unless you're Bobby and you can draft really well every year. Not everybody can do that, Bob. Okay. Not everyone can draft Drew Brees every year. This is also where this is where Dan and I are total opposites is because I'm, I suck at the wheeling and dealing. And that's part of the reason I think why I never win the playoffs and stuff like that. Cause I just don't wheel and deal enough at the trade deadline, whatnot. I, I, if you could put, if I could do drafts and Dan could run the rest of the team, I think we'd be unstoppable. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. I mean, I will gladly give up my team and become Bobby's co-assistant. <laughs> uh, who's the dorky who's Jonah Hill to Brad Pitt. Even though you look a little more like Jonah Hill with the hair, uh, and you're not good at willing and dealing because just because you look Jewish doesn't mean you're actually Jewish. I, you I gotta can't handle the wheeling and dealing like I can. I mean, Bobby, if you really like are like that, you should check out for real like best ball leagues if you have it. Okay. Because those are like designed to just draft really well and then just get rich, not doing anything. So. I and we got the d- degenerate over here talking about all these different types of leagues. Hey, the Vampire League I'm in this year was an absolute blast. I got to tell you, it was so Vampire cool. League. It got that so intense. It got so intense. It was awesome. All right. We can talk about that offline. We're still podcasting. So I'm going to end the episode so that people don't throw their phones at the wall. Um, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll be back for a pod next week, probably to preview the championship. Cause that'd be fun. Uh, thanks for joining everyone and for picking the seeds. This has been fun. I like it. I think this might stick around. I don't know. Kind of a fan. All right. Thanks everyone.